Hello everyone, Team NXT, I am the voice that is your choice, CD Danny Mac, bringing you episode 45 of the Undisputed Future Podcast, and I usually like to have a co-host for these landmark episodes, unfortunately not piecing together because of very inclement weather on the Northeast, a second Nor'easter in just a matter of a week, and I wish everybody out there the ton of safety in these conditions driving around, but this episode didn't need to be any more landmark than it already was. The Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic of 2018 kicking off this episode ends as well as the number one contendership match. I guess it is because the result of it, I'll get to the announcement later, Killian Dane takes on the Dutch Destroyer Aleister Black in a hard-hitting main event. A lot of aggression in that match between those two superstars. And based on the last week's interaction after Almas speaking, that really doesn't surprise me. But what did surprise me was the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Round 1, kicking off the show, the finals rematch from the last tournament. I'm talking, of course, about Authors of Pain, Akam and Razor take on TM61, Shane Thorne, and Nick Miller, the Australian tandem, the finals rematch from 2016's tournament, and both teams getting a chance to show their strengths in this one. This match was pure speed versus power in the arsenals of both teams. Nick Miller, usually the powerhouse, we've seen him handle himself with the Authors of Pain before, showcasing some of that strength in this one as well, but Authors of Pain and their power game, it's unbeaten in the tag team division thus far. We've seen it against heavy teams like Heavy Machinery, for instance, as well as the big boy Angelo Dawkins representing the Street Profits, the speed half of that team being Montez Ford, Shane Thorne, the speed showcase of TM61, getting a chance to fly really early in this one, and the power would come later in the match by Nick Miller, like I said, delivering a Minshinoku driver to Razor. Unbelievable technique on that one as well. Nick Miller showing off some of his aerial aesthetic as well, coming off with a moonsault of his own. TM61 was rolling in this match, guys. What a great way to bring them back into a big-time spectacle of a match to kick off the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Everyone on my timeline was rooting for him, as far as I could tell from my Twitter. And I was too. I thought, man, let's shape this up. TM61 beats Authors of Pain in a redemption match. Great. All well and good going on for TM61 on NXT television, especially after those Who is TM61 segments like we've seen with Roderick Strong. However, after those segments, you tend to lose the big time matchups and you couldn't lose them in a much more painful way. Razor powerbombing Shane Thorne, absolutely dismantling him on the outside apron. I really can't describe this other than a powerbomb from the inside apron to the outside apron and a huge thud on the outside. Just something you gotta see to believe and you gotta believe that Shane Thorne's gonna have a little bit of time in the trainer's room after that devastating maneuver and the last chapter would be the last chapter written for TM61's comeback tour in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. One, two, three, the TM61 tandem from Australia is out of the American Dreams tournament and this comes to as big of a shock 
to me as as anybody, I've been a big TM61 fan for a long time. Ever since I heard them joining the Performance Center under their initial name, now turned catchphrase, the mighty don't Neil, I can't believe the caliber of talent that Shane Thorne was in his singles match, representing the qualification for the quarterfinals, I believe, in the last tournaments. So they do have experience in this before their finals match, and it's it's crazy to think that TM61 loses this one. I don't know. I saw Authors of Pain going up and getting the call up shortly after WrestleMania, but showcasing them as a dominant team going forward, it does build their stock heading into the main roster, advancing in this tournament and not allowing TM61 to get their little bit of vengeance. It creates heat for Authors of Pain. I could see why they do it. Paul Ellering's weapons are nothing to be messed with. Like he said, this is the tournament that really immortalized the Authors of Pain, and it's really what is... It's really what brings out the babyface ability in TM61 as well, because due to this shocking loss, I think it gets the NXT fans even more in their corner. There's a lot of big-time babyface tag teams going on right now. It's hard to push everybody at once. I'm still shocked, and you've heard me mention this one before, because I've talked about it mentioning this tournament ad nauseum. Another shocking round one matchup is Heavy Machinery versus Street Profits. You figure... Both these teams have stock as big-time babyface in the division as well. I thought you'd have one of those guys face off with Sanity. And Sanity's another team I thought you'd take into a different direction. We'll see where they go when they meet the big-money athletes, as I have deemed them, Roderick, Tino Sabatelli, and Riddick Moss. A little bit of tension and dissension in the tandem and I can't blame Tino Sabatelli pretty much getting left hanging by Riddick Moss after their loss to Heavy Machinery. But two first-round matchups scheduled for next week as well. Moving on in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament, Authors of Pain write their Book of Dominance last chapter on TM61's journey. I, I'm, I'm still in a really lot of shock of this, and I haven't been doing much editing because... Guys, I want you to hear my raw reaction, and I don't want anything I do to sound too overproduced. So, I'm just going to move on from this shocking loss to a shocking confrontation uh, William Regal met in a parking garage by some of the NXT press, them trying to get a dark horse pick from the general manager for that very tournament. But Pete Dunne, the UK champion, would also be met by the microphone squad confronting his former UK championship contender Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong finding success in the 205 Live landscape, however, defeating Kalisto and moving on to a semi-finals match with Cedric Alexander, but an unfortunate loss, especially after his victory in Philadelphia, which I got to witness over Tyler Bate to qualify as number one contender to this UK title. A great match with Pete Dunne. I don't want to undersell that. But another interaction between these two, it does build stock in the possibility of an American-born UK champion. And that very man 
could be the undisputed era's Adam Cole. Adam Cole, to nobody's surprise, also having something to say when the cameras were on. Of course, accompanied by the NXT Tag Team Champions, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. And this confrontation between Dunn and Adam Cole would lead to another huge match announced for next week later on in the show. It will be Adam Cole getting a chance at the UK Championship against Pete Dunn. Another American goes for the UK title. And spoiler, I know it's a spoiler-free zone, guys, but I'm going to give you a couple seconds to skip ahead. I'd say about 10 seconds or so. Okay, the North American-born champion is the NXT's new mid-card title. Why are all these American guys competing for the UK title? And if you want to jump in just about here, Team NXT, that little spoiler is over. I was just saying I don't understand the UK championship being contended by so many Americans as of late when there's so much talent sitting in that pool that goes unused. You have unsigned guys like a Joseph Connors. You have guys who are proving themselves on the 205 Live bracket right now in Mark Andrews, who I hope to be a future competitor now that his time in the tournament is also unfortunately over. I want to see the last King of Scotland, Wolfgang, really step up to the plate in a David versus Goliath sort of matchup. Once again, with Wolfgang being left hanging by Pete Dunne, there's always going to be a little bit of history there. So I don't know why all these Americans are getting a chance to step up. Is the UK division just, is it scheduling conflicts? I really want a straight answer. So if any of my international fans might have the scoop on some WWE UK talents, I would appreciate your reaching out to me. But Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne, I'm not going to undersell that. I am excited for this match. Adam Cole continuing to impress in NXT more and more. The former ROH champion is the second former ROH champion to go for the UK title. Will his success be even greater than Roderick Strong and Johnny Gargano? And will he be the first American-born UK champion? Pete Dunne is a man of sneaky tactics. Adam Cole is the same way, and he has the numbers of the tag team champions on his side. What happens in the UK title matchup? We'll find out next week, as well as two more first-round matchups for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament. Sanities, Eric Young and Alexander Wolf take on the big-money athletes Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli. We'll see what happens with them, as well as the Street Profits taking on Heavy Machinery. And Heavy Machinery getting their time to spotlight and say they were the young calves, but now they're the big bulls in this tournament. And Sanity getting a chance to say Chaos will thrive and later on, Killian Dane vows that Chaos will win against Aleister Black to move on and further his path towards the NXT Championship. There's a lot of tag team action going on right now, and there's a lot of NXT Championship qualifications going on this episode tonight. This is the episode, again, it's my landmark 45, but this was such a big-time episode where it really feels like the road to New Orleans is really kicking off. And it's not going to be the name of this episode, but it's certainly giving off that vibe. The Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic starting the NXT number one contender for the championship being decided. It's a big time, big, big implications of an episode. But I'm going to move on to some smaller business and what seems to be business as usual for Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, the EST of NXT. 
She's the strongest. She's the badest. And quite frankly, she is just the best. All capital B-E-S-T. I'm starting to get behind Bianca Belair. She is quite the powerhouse. And she struts with the best of them. She reminds me of a building up as a heel in NXT Sasha Banks, she's very over-the-top in her showcase. She, of course, delivers a different style than Banks. Bianca Belair, arguably pound for pounds, and definitely the strongest in the women's division. Bianca taking on Drew Renee, not a talent I familiarized myself with, but this match was quite short, and it was just a showcase of power for Bianca Belair. I've mentioned that word so many times in the past number of seconds, but it really summarizes this showcase matchup. Another short victory for Bianca Belair. Some roll-through suplexes, some just unbelievably showcasing offense by the EST. And I'm ready for Bianca Belair to get a rivalry in NXT. It's about time we get a rivalry outside of the Mae Young Classic finalists, I'm, of course, talking about the confrontational Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane, and the NXT Women's Champion, Ember Moon. I want some resolution there, and then I want to see Bianca Belair feud with somebody one-on-one. What happens with Nikki Cross? I feel like it's just so much circling between those three women I previously mentioned that we're forgetting about such big talents who I feel should earn the title by now, like a Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross and Ember Moon, give them one-on-one. Give them 15 minutes and let them replicate some of the best NXT Women's Championship matchups and perhaps start building that dynasty of titles that I know a lot of big-time Sanity fans are talking about. I'm, of course, speaking mostly to my most consistent co-host, Nikki Six, on that one, but I know there's a lot of you out there. I myself find myself a big-time supporter of Sanity, especially if they're facing the big-money athletes in Sabatelli and Moss. I don't think they're a real team right now. They shouldn't be moving on in that tournament, but I completely shifted gears from women's action because Bianca Belair just didn't give me much to talk about other than the same old shtick But Lacey Evans gave me a little bit of something. Lacey Evans getting a chance to speak to Christy St. Cloud about where she believes she belongs in the women's division. And Lacey Evans getting more mic time just builds some of the more promising characters in the women's division. Lacey Evans trying to prove that there's room for one superior lady in NXT delivering a completely different style than any of the women I previously mentioned. But Shayna Baszler being one of those, she is waiting for Ember Moon, getting a chance to butt in on Evan's screen time. And, I don't know, Shayna Baszler, I want to break Ember Moon's arm. It's kind of a broken record at this point. And I mentioned heavy machinery and the heavy training going back to tag team action. The NXT Women's Division, I want to see more Nikki Cross. I want to see some sort of build towards a championship match. Even if it is Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler, I would really like to see some of that take off next week. The tag team division is shaping up. We got a big-time qualifying number one contendership match for the NXT Championship and Andrade Cien Almas. I'll get to that later on, but first, let's hear, or not hear, from the most hated man in professional wrestling right now. I'm talking about the Sicilian psychopath, the psycho killer. I don't even want to say his name if I could quote Moro Ronaldo, but I'm gonna, Tommaso Ciampa. 
and we went from the heavy training of heavy machinery in this NXT episode to the heavy chorus of boos and you suck chants that Tommaso Ciampa was rightfully given, costing Johnny Gargano his NXT career last week with that damned crutch. That stupid crutch is just ruining Johnny Gargano's life and Tommaso Ciampa is the most hated man in pro wrestling. Shout out to my man Warren Hayes and his many reasons of why you should hate Tommaso Ciampa. But I digress from one of my favorite Twitter followers to say this was a segment of hate and it competed with Roman Reigns breaking the under... The Undertaker at WrestleMania last year. I kid you not, so much tension in center stage Atlanta became Hot Atlanta with the heat that Champa was getting, ripping and destroying a Johnny Gargano sign. I'm sure it was planted there, but I haven't seen a heel rip up a sign, and it always takes me back to early Chris Jericho in his WCW phase and Pretty much every single heel I remember watching in ECW. But Tommaso Ciampa not letting any of this seem to distract him other than getting real, real mad and tossing the microphone a few times. But he was drinking in the hate. You can tell he was proud of what he's doing to Johnny Gargano. He's going to have an inevitable confrontation with the man's wife, Candice LeRae, at some point on NXT. They still share a backstage area. They're still sharing, not physically a locker room, but for the sake of terminology, they're sharing a locker room. They're sharing a landscape in the world of NXT. You got to figure those two paths are going to cross. And Candice LeRae is a fighting woman. She's going to stand up for her man. Candice Wrestling defends Johnny Wrestling, but that's to be announced at a later date, or at least that's just my optimistic I don't know. I don't read the taping spoilers, and I avoid saying anything about the spoilers on my show. But Johnny Gargano signs being ripped and destroyed and beaten with a crutch. Tommaso Ciampa just drinking in all of the hate from the NXT universe. And I can't wait to see where this rivalry goes. And it really, it can't be over. It can't be over on NXT television. This story, this tag team... This brotherhood bond was built and broken on NXT television. It needs to finalize the first time on NXT TV. This could be the next Triple H and Shawn Michaels kind of bad blood here, folks. When DIY goes through this series, and then they reunite, and then Tommaso Ciampa ends up screwing Johnny Gargano somewhere down the line when they need to reinvigorate and sell some DIY t-shirts. I wouldn't mind seeing that, but it needs to finish up the first time on NXT television, and what better place for it than WrestleMania 34 weekend in the biggest party town, New Orleans, Louisiana. What a takeover it's going to be. I was fortunate enough to be in Philadelphia. I will not be fortunate enough to be there live in New Orleans, but I could feel the heat from up here, and I'm definitely going to have a drink or two myself to compete with the folks on Bourbon Street, and just to calm myself, assuming this match takes shape and finishes up, at the TakeOver events of that weekend. So moving on from Tommaso Ciampa, as hard as it is, I just want to talk about how much I I hate him. I'm going to censor myself, I'm going to censor myself off there because I just, I try and keep it PG on my show, 
but just the taddest bit of adult content. But there's some words I won't say. But a big F you to the psycho killer, Tommaso Ciampa. I said damned crutch. I mean, I'm not entirely PG. I'm going to shift away from the DIY dissension as repeating myself as hard as it is and talk about this big time main event, a unofficial number one contendership match, I suppose. It's Killian Dane representing Sanity, the Beast of Belfast, taking on the Dutch destroyer, Alistair Black. We all have seen, or at least I hope most of us have seen, Big Demo has met Tommy End, but Killian Dane has not met the undefeated Aleister Black. Shout out to anybody who's seen that match. I forget who posted it on my timeline, but these two men have met before and have put on another great match in the past, and they delivered here on NXT as well. It was a hot start by Killian Dane, as to be expected, coming out of the gates with the divide, trying to put away Aleister Black early, as shocking as that may seem. Nobody comes at Aleister Black, although not with as much success as Killian Dane has almost had. We've seen opponents try and take it to Black early on, but it all ends the same way. But there was a few good strikes in there by Aleister Black, unsurprisingly one of the best strikers on the WWE roster. Yes, I know what I said. Coming out with a moonsault on the outside as well, a little bit shaky, but great camera work by NXT done on that one. I mean, I'm a big-time fan of that move, but it did look a little bit shaky. <laughs> I say this is if Aleister Black can do any wrong in my eyes. Watch the match. Judge it for yourself. Probably not his best execution, but it didn't matter if you watched the rest of this match. But enough about that spot, and actually enough about Aleister Black for now. I want to talk about the dominating performance by the Beast of Belfast in this match. Dane displayed power and dominance and his usual incredible moveset. I love this big man's ability. The Samoan drop to the Vader bomb combo. He hits you with so much in the rib cage, and it's just a sight to behold. And Killian Dane's power against Aleister Black was his big time advantage. Going for the Ulster Plantation, but getting rolled up, and it only takes one, a sacrificial kick. The Black Mass spinning wheel kick delivered to the jaw of Killian Dane for the three count and the victory for Aleister Black in the main event of the March 7th edition of NXT. So with this victory, Aleister Black conquers the Beast of Belfast in a match that I thought could have gone either guy's way. Aleister Black's undefeated streak would have been conquered on just a television edition of NXT. Yes, I believe that should be taken over on a TakeOver match. I think the reins of that should be on a bigger stage, but Killian Dane is definitely an opponent who has the potential to do it. The guy was an MVP consistently in matches across the board in 2017, and definitely my pick for the MVP of the TakeOver War Games title, title meaning name of the TakeOver, not title, I mean, of course you guys know what I'm talking about. Killian Dane could have conquered Aleister Black's undefeated streak, and I don't think it would have surprised many people, is the point I'm trying to make. 
Killian Dane, Aleister Black getting the chance to put on a great main event match and a decisive Black Mass just showing the devastation of this kick and the fantastic precision that Black has with that heel spinning into Killian Dane's jaw. And later on, another big time announcement would be made by William Regal. Aleister Black is officially named as Andrade Cien Almas's opponent for NXT TakeOver New Orleans. I cannot wait to see what the beautiful and brilliant Zelina Vega has to say about the newly named opponent for her man going down in WrestleMania weekend. A pretty short episode of NXT, but I'm glad I was able to stretch it out and give you the conversation you constantly respect and hopefully anticipate each and every time coming from me. And I couldn't do all of this conversation without the consistent support to keep me going. So thank you each and every single member of Team NXT. Whether you've been here from episode 1 or you join me in the 10s, 20s, 30s, or 40s at this point, your listening means everything to me. I am C.D. Danny Mac. Let me hit you with the social media one more time. At podcast underscore UF is the Twitter. You could find most of the conversation going down there each and every day, especially when there's WWE programming going on. At Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word is the Instagram. Find pictures of the setup. Find pictures of my dog. Find just wrestling memes I happen to want to share around the internet and find me on that Instagram. Find me on the Facebook as well. Conversation is more than welcome all across the social media board. And if you can, I just started the production of a Patreon page, a Patreon page. If you guys can contribute to that, I'm going to put up some exclusive content. I'm going to start talking more about 205 Live and doing a little bit of my Cruiser Wave segments over there. I want to start doing some exclusive video content to post up there as well. A lot of things taking shape in 2018 and on the road to WrestleMania. And speaking of which, Team NXT t-shirts will be coming soon. I want to do that alongside the launch of the Patreon page. So a lot of new things coming. Unfortunately, not finding me on Spotify yet, but I'm trying there. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud for your primary source of my RSS feed, Google Play, Stitcher, all your favorite third-party podcast sites that might feed from any of those services have my RSS feed, and you could listen to me on the go or at home at any time for your NXT discussion. Thank you so much for the support. I am CD Danny Mac. The Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic 2018 has taken off. Aleister Black is the number one contender to Andrade Cien Almas, and a big-time episode next week the tournament continues when sanity takes on the big money athletes and the street profits clash with heavy machinery as well as the uk title on the line when the bruiserweight pete dunn defends it against adam cole baby i'll see you next time for that conversation